Okay. So I need you like a full intro, like my name is like uh, whatever you want. Yeah, okay, do I'll it. Try. Give it to us. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Jacoby Pruitt. I am a dance artist, educator, and maker. I'm based in Brooklyn, New York, originally from Miami, Florida, and I'm currently a performer with the Bill T. Jones Arnie Zane Company. The D-Word dives deep into dance through dirty dialogue with guests from all across the art world. Hey, I'm your host, Renata, and welcome to The D-Word. Yes. You know, full, full. you know, you read the email, that's, a, that's all then. <laughs> um, yeah, Sexy. so I am from Miami. I moved there when I was 10 with my mom. From where again? From Massachusetts. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a small town there, and then we moved to Florida. Um, Boston boy. Mm-hmm. It's like I barely remember it. I've lived in New York longer than I've lived anywhere else. Oh, surprisingly, wow. yeah. It's so crazy because your Miami is so. It it potent. lives alive in me. Yeah. Miami is because I moved there at such a pivotal age. Like, I really my early childhood Massachusetts. I don't remember that much of, and from like ten on, feels like that's what really shaped me. Okay. Like those are the memories I hold. Those are the friends I have. That's like. Okay. I really think that's where my personality became molded into like something solid, ish. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you dancing in Massachusetts? I took tap for a year when I was three that I have zero recollection of. Okay. Uh, my mom grew up dancing, and so okay. at the dance studio she grew up at, she went back to do some like reunion show and had to put me in classes to like she you know my mom's an only child only child my mom's an only single, single mother, mother at the I'm time I'm an only child at the time <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, so while she was rehearsing, you were Yeah, it was like either go to my grandma's house or do this. And so she's like, let me give you something to do. Okay. You're a three-year-old. Like, So I did that, and I guess I liked it. I don't really have much recollection. My family tells me I've been dancing forever, like, you know, just as kid, young kids do. As per usual. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I really started dancing when I entered middle school. Um, I trained with this woman named Anna Bolt. I was, I'm going to give her a shout-out always. Um, at Nottis Middle School, and she kind of introduced me to dance. And then after... So that was like sixth grade? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. And on the beach, we had... The way that it used to go was like Nautilus was only two years. Because it was only one middle school and there were like six elementary schools. Wow. So it was like a feeder. So like you can only hold, you know, so many. We're actually little kids. (laughs) So it was like seventh grade. I started dancing. This is a funny story. I love telling this. But so I started dancing. I didn't... I liked it immediately. Like, I was very into it. I don't know that I thought about it being something serious. Mm -hmm. Just, like, I liked it. Um, What kind of dance classes were you taking? We had, like... It was mostly jazz and modern. We would have, like, occasional hip-hop. We had West African for a while at, like, the very beginning. A little bit of ballet. A little bit of ballet? A little bit of ballet. Like, you know, like, teaching the turns. But it's, like, middle school. Like, it was, like, Jonga's trying to do plies. It was not, like... (laughs) Like, people there didn't really care about dance, but okay. it was, like, an alternative. And so, for me, it was, like, you could either take dance or you could do PE. Okay. I was already bullied at the time for being gay without knowing I was gay, because that's a whole different can of worms. But, like, I knew I did not want to be in PE. I did not want to be outside running in the heat when I could be inside an AC. So, I was, like, <laughs> why not let's take dance? I did that. And with Yasmin Mahmood okay. was in dance. She was Because she was a year ahead of me. So, she was in dance already. I had a humongous crush on her. Oh, wow. Which is hilarious. I mean... It's a hot bitch. I'll stand by it. Um, but I had a huge crush on her, and I really wanted to go out with her. And I was like, I want to go out with you. And she's like, I only date boys that do ballet. Looking forward on her life now right. is true. Is true. Was not true then. Right? Okay. okay. And I was like, okay. So I started, so like when she went off to New World, 
I, in eighth grade year, I was like, okay, I'm going to take ballet because I decided I wanted to go to New Worlds because she was going there. And also, like, Emily, Naomi, Anna Elaine, like, people, my friends at the time mm-hmm. all were, were going to go to New Worlds because that was, like, what we were going to do. It was that or go to our, you know, go to Beach High, which, right. like, no. You're not trying to get pregnant at Pregnant or, like, jumped. Like, I wanted to live. You know what I mean? So um, I was wait, like, can Ugh. I just ask you, what was the difference between jazz and modern at Nautilus? Um... Modern back, it was more like eclectic modern vocabulary, like contractions, release technique, okay. that stuff. And jazz was like step touch, turned okay. in pirouettes. Cute. Like, I feel like with with Anna, like it was like actual technique. We okay. were really learning. Like, I remember doing like jazz prep to learn like single double pirouettes and like okay. ball change, jazz square. Okay, and also learning like okay. like my she made my new world audition solo, which was like contemporary modern and it has okay. like contractions in second and like hinges to the floor like that type of thing okay so we was, the yeah. concert's there yeah the she was dan- at the there. time she was dancing for dance now ensemble okay on top of being she had like three kids and was like you know a grown woman and also at the time you were in the same class as naomi and emily and Anna. they were in advanced dance my first year i was in basic dance with marlon Proust was in my class we had we had Shut a duet to the beastie boys up Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Shout out yeah. to Marlon. I didn't know that he was we a dancer. We used to. We were like, because mm-hmm. we had gone to elementary school. Babe. Wow! Yeah. So you were in basic dance. And basic dance, baby. My now first. Now you were in Guilty Jones, baby. Okay, we, we we lived and we learned. But um, so I did that, and then I wanted to get more ballet because I knew I needed it for New World. And so there was a girl that went to my middle school and also went to Thomas Armour Conservatory. Conservatory. They're called uh, Armour Dance Theater now. Okay. Correct plug. So, you know, they're great. Cute. So they introduced, she introduced me to Ruth, just Ruth. Ruth. And um, at the time, this woman named Jessica Schultz was teaching there. And I took ballet with babies. Literal? Literal. I took like beginner. It was like me and like, they were probably like six, seven, eight. Like learning, plie. How old were you? Tondu. Uh, 12. Okay. Were you wearing a male thong? That's why. Um, No. Not yet. No, I hadn't learned what a dance belt was there yet. I remember Sorry, I had like a <laughs> I have like a memory of Ruth being like, okay, make sure you need to like pull your underwear up a little bit in the back so that the tights like make the right line. She didn't want to tell me I had to do a dance belt, so she like <laughs> I had to like hike my underwear up. It was hilarious. <laughs> Love her. How did you feel like what was inside of your body and your mind and your heart when you were taking ballet with six year olds? I at that point I think I just like I wanted to get better. I wanted okay. to get good. I so wanted to get ambitious. to new worlds. Yeah, like I was okay. like, I wanna do this. Like okay. I like this. This is great. this is cool. So I enjoyed it. Okay. So I took the one class a week with the little kids and then she put me in the class with like I guess maybe it wasn't the level with Chella because I don't really remember meeting like Chella and Diana until later, but they were definitely around at that time. So mm-hmm. I was in like, and then I took one class a week that was like a slightly higher level, okay. but I was horrible. And then... Who, damn, and you were driving all the way from the beach to the, the that, that one girl, Natalie Alvarez. She was your carpool? Yeah, because okay. she lived by me. And, oh, or no, perfect. well, she lived, I think she lived south. So she would drive me down at the time my mom's job was right near Sunset Place. Perfect. So she would pick me up and drive me home. Honestly, like, I'm uh, having all of these interviews. I'm like, we really need to shout out our carpools. Because baby. without our carpools, we would be nowhere. <laughs> Natalie and her grandmother drove me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a baby of a carpool community, yep. too. Yeah. And then my mom would pick me up because she, like, she was, like, willing to wait <laughs> after work that one day a week. And she would come and pick me up after. And, and I auditioned for New Worlds and got in, which was, thankfully, I'm so glad I have a penis. Because being a boy is truly, at that time, it was, like, the most helpful thing in the world. Okay. So I got into New World, and that's where I met y'all mm. 14 years ago. How was your New World audition? 
I have, like, the older I get, the worse my memory is getting of things. I don't have a lot of memories of it, other than I remember Tessa and Benji were in my audition group. Oh my god. Oh, I think we were in the same group then. We might, honestly, we yeah. might have been. Okay. Where the girl did um, the dance to <laughs> Cheetah Girls. She did her jazz solo. Do you remember that? To, um, to Fuego by the Cheetah Girls. That's like the one memory I have. Okay. Do you I not? Okay. I don't remember, but it sounds. Yeah. I also think Rochelle was in my audition Stop. group. Rochelle Ramona is to this day the most beautiful girl to me ever. Love, baby, her hair business. Do you see? I follow her on Instagram. Oh my god. She be getting I these girls together because Yaz always gets her hair done by her. Oh, also, um, I recently went and saw the Martha Graham Dance Company, and I didn't Richard? see Yasmin's cast. Yasmin's in Ailey. Wait. You saw Ailey or you saw Graham? I saw... Oh, yeah, you're right. I saw Ailey. I saw Ailey. And, okay, we'll talk about that. I saw Ailey because I saw the Robert Battle repertoires, not the Ailey repertoires. And Yasmin was not in it. Yeah, with City Center, because there's so many of them, the casting is, like, in cycles. So okay. then not everyone dies. Okay. <laughs> it's like, this year was short. It's usually five weeks. So it's like they, you know... I have to be honest with you. I was so surprised by Robert Battle's reps. I think like getting um, Battle at New World kind of impregnated a different kind of um, perception on Robert Battle. And then going to see the full show, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I was delightfully surprised, but I was surprised. It's a very particular aesthetic. Very particular aesthetic. And obviously, like, Battle at New World was so, like, powerhouse, like, aggressive, like, masculine energy. And then all of the pieces that I saw were more, like, I don't know, like, tap. Well, it's interesting, you know, like, because he had a whole company before he took over Ailey. And, like, I feel like New World was very selective in the pieces they wanted from him mm. versus, like, the gamut that his repertory runs. Okay. And using the dances with Ailey, especially, I think, with New Creation, he uses the space to, like, push himself and to make new, you know, keep himself alive as an artist. And so okay. I think that I understand that, like, if you have one thing in mind, like, before I got to Ailey, I hadn't really seen anything other than, like, Battlefield, The Hunt. And then in Ailey, we did The Hunt. But okay. then it wasn't until seeing First Company and seeing, like, new creations that he was making that I was saw other sides of and I was like oh yeah this man did go to Juilliard and has a full and dance for Parsons and has all of this okay you know Wait, wealth he, he was with Parsons mm-hmm. that makes so it's like much has all sense. this wealth of dance knowledge that we didn't we were not privy to because we had one repertoire set right one thing right. in particular to make it look good on high school kids that didn't care right <laughs> which honestly I'm like in retrospect because remember that was a piece that if you didn't get into anything you got to do Battlefield which was like I know. I was like, then why are we trying so hard on these auditions? That feels, <laughs> that feels like more fun. Okay, but now that you're saying Parsons and Juilliard, I didn't know that. Yeah, that it's, makes a, a lot of it's sense. a very, you know, it's a lot. Like, there's a. How did you take that? Did were were you like, um, holy shit, whoa, that was not expected at all, in terms of like his aesthetic. Um. Like, or did you not even care because you're like, bitch, I'm an alien. I'm trying to remember. I remember seeing his work for the first time and being like, oh, this shit is hard. Okay. Like, I it think is hard. It is hard. The counting, the music, like, I was like, oh, like, this shit is music wild. is impeccable. But I, we were privy enough to, I got to see rehearsals. Okay. And so I think that was for me where I, my, I was like, oh my God. 
like Alyssa Clark in the front, like le- like holding music and counting wow. mixed meter and watching the dancers like figure out how to go eight to twelve to fourteen to nine to like and being in it. Like I was like, oh, this like this is not for dumb dancers. This is for dancers like you have to be invested. And I know it's hard in the body, and I know you're doing all this stuff, but they were really. I mean, it's their boss, a but be like they were really giving it their all. And so I think I was more swept up in being like oh, they're, like, this is fully involved dancing. This is not just making a line and doing the thing. Absolutely. He, he's like Mr. Ebbets, but times 100. He's like, if he went to, like, MIT for dance. Right. Because Ebbets yeah. would be like, count your 912s, but it was like... <laughs> I mean, the second section by him was fucked. I don't give a fuck. But, like, it was just like, okay, I, like, you editor. learned. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You learned this one score. He, like, because he also has a background in music. Wow, I know a lot about this man, I guess. He has, also has a background in music because he grew up playing music. So he, oh, like, knows music. Okay. And because he knows music, okay. the musicality is at another level. So it's even if you're a level. dancer that doesn't know, like, I remember learning the hunt, which is even, that, even that is pretty easy to count because the music is pretty steady. Like, yeah. as someone who doesn't have a background as a musician, like, I was like, oh, I have to really remember that, like, these phrases are not all equal. And you have to, like, really learn how to continue to count because the song comes on and you're like, okay, I have to count six eights and a three and go and hold two and go on three and really, like, you have you have to be alive. You have to be present at all in. costs because if you fuck up in one you count, fuck you fuck up everybody the else. whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and you have people following you. Well, so, that's like, how I felt in, up. like, Mr. Ebbets' rehearsals. When My part was like- so small, I didn't, didn't even matter. <laughs> didn't matter what I did. The skirt, that flower skirt you wore with the little blouse. I know, I remember, like, I have weird memories of high school, but I remember Passengers. <laughs> Yo, Passengers was really amazing. For Rising Stars. Passengers was Remember such that one a beautiful year process. We got to do Rising Stars at the Art Center, like, yes. right when it was new. Yes. We all were like... Yes, babe. We are so lucky. Listen, talking to Niall, he really, like, he really reminded me how lucky we are to have had conservatory education. And granted... In my interview with Niall, he's kind of like dismantling the whole system and infrastructure of a conservatory because it doesn't, um, it's not in favor for them to teach performance because performance is so obscure. Mm. You know, something like Black Mountain, you know? But, and again, this is why I'm having this podcast because dance needs to start being talked about in different ways. Like, dance shouldn't be so exclusive the way that it is. And I guess I want to go back to your biography. Oh, yeah. Okay, New World, sorry. Okay. New World, did that, four years. It was long. <laughs> Very long. Well, how um, did you feel then? You were like, how did you feel going to a conservatory and being a fresh dancer? Like, a, you, you had just um, started. Yeah, it really, it ran a lot of things. So, like, freshman year was, freshman year was fun, but difficult. But, like, I feel like I learned so much. Okay. And then I went away and did summer and came back. Where did you go that summer? I went to Dancer of Harlem. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I went there as well, but different years. For six long weeks. One of my coworkers that I work with now was in my class at Dancer of Harlem in 2009. Dancer of Harlem was amazing. I learned that, like, I learned ballet there. I also, I also learned ballet there. And I also will say that the summer that I went to Dancer of Harlem, the AC wasn't working. So you were snatched. I was Snatched well, I like, with a capital S. But I will say that my left side was just as high as my right side. Yeah, they were all about that. There are things in my body that have never been the same since then. Like, one of my hips is more turned out. <laughs> like, and I have, I, like, have the memory of, like, what led to that was, like, doing this one piece. I have the memory. I know exactly what it was. Okay. I know exactly what it was. I know exactly who it was. Like, I know. 
Okay. Well, that's really, impact- mm-hmm. you know, listen, yeah. if an intensive can imprint your I will say this like forever that. and ever, Robert Garland. Every time I see him, oh, I love that man. Love. I love that man. Yes, he is tough as nails, but the, the amount of love and like true care he showed for like, Absolutely. he could tell that I cared and so that I wanted light. it. Yeah. And it was like, yes, he was hard on me. Yes, I wanted to cry. Yes, it was all this stuff. But like, he was like, you're Ruth's kid. I know that you're here for a reason. You're going to leave here better than you came in. And he stuck to that promise. And I saw him right. I saw him the day I auditioned for, um, no, was it Ailey 2? Or was it, I saw him the day I auditioned for Ailey 2. Okay. And I, he found out I got the job after, and he sent me the nicest message. He was like, uh, I am so proud of you. It was wow. like, and I hadn't seen him in years. He he saw me, gave me the biggest hug, and was like, good luck, you're going to nail this audition. It was like, I just, it was such a nice moment where I was like, wow, I really love this man. That is so... Still to this day. Anytime I see him, I'm so happy to see him. Yeah. I adore that man. Wow. Conservatory life. Adore him. But yeah. so then sophomore year of New World was harder. I tried to leave, which was like a whole thing. You tried to leave New World? Yeah. Like... Wait. Sophomore year of New World, okay. turning 15, was the first time also that I dealt with depression. So I got, in my own life, got very depressed and didn't really know how to do it. And I thought that dance was what was making me sad, not like, you know, having a brand chemical thing. Um, okay. And so I tried to leave New World and I told um, Caroline, who was my best friend at the time, mm-hmm. I told her I wanted to leave. And I don't know if she told someone or someone overheard, but I got called into the dean's office and I had a full meeting. It was like uh, Peter London, Laura Murphy, Ruth, Ms. Santos, like all the teachers were sitting in there. Wow. And I came in and they were like, we heard you want to leave. Wow. I had already like gotten the paperwork. Like only thing that was left was because I hadn't told my mom. So I needed to tell my mom so she would sign the papers. That oh was the only thing that was God. left. I had I did gotten not them. Know this. I was like ready to go. Did Emily and Naomi know? I like literally. I didn't tell people because like my plan was to like literally like Damn. just leave. Caroline really, you know. She... I don't, but I don't know if she actually okay, told okay. or if someone overheard. I really, okay. I don't know. Also, I, sophomore I might have year told of college, or sorry, sophomore year of New World is like the is worst. Like, is like the moment where where you decide if you are capable of doing it or not. Yeah, and I was like, this isn't for me. I don't want to do this. Like, I don't like it. And I got called into that meeting and they were all like, we really think you should stay here. Like, we think that you, you can make it. You can do all this stuff. And I remember like crying in this office for like fucking 45 minutes. And then finally I was like, okay, I'm going to stay. Mind you, I had told my mom none of this. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I get home and I guess they had called my mom. Ruth called my mom. Oh my God. And told her. And I got home. My mom was like, what what do you mean like they told me you had a meeting like what is going on and i like had to tell my mom that whatever blah so i stayed in new world the rest of the time was great could i ask you like what was it at the time that you were feeling off about i just felt like i wasn't good enough and i didn't feel like i had what it took to do this and i was like i'm wasting time and space like i should go figure out what i want to do if i'm not going to do this because for me new world it just was so serious and i know not Mm -hmm. everyone left to do dance but even if you wanted to or not it was so serious yeah they cared so much Mm -hmm. that you had to give it as much as you could give Mm -hmm. because otherwise what was the otherwise you'd be miserable yeah which we saw by senior some people were miserable because they didn't give a fuck about it and so it was like and so i just like this isn't for me and then i decided to stay and then from there on it was it was like way better yeah and then because after you came back from well where did you go your sophomore year or for summer i went to ailey 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so we literally did opposite. Because mm-hmm. I remember, well, we would see each other because we were staying at the same... Apartment? Well, but you were in the girls' apartment. Oh, was in the yeah, boys apartment. absolutely. But and we you were, were with together. Lloyd, right? I was with... D- Daryl was our chaperone, Daryl Quinton. Shout out, love you. Um, <laughs> and different summers... Excuse me. Different summer, different people were there. Like, Richard Villaverde was my roommate for one point. Um, Rasheen was my roommate at one point. He's in Graham now. No. Who? Oh, yeah. I know. I saw the Graham company as well, and I didn't see Richard on stage either. I literally didn't see the casts that I wanted to see. Which, I will say that the Graham company, it was a bit also, like, surprising. I I feel like the Graham company used to be more sharp. I don't know. You know, we're coming out of pandemic, so I yeah. have to give it to them. But I haven't. I honestly I'm haven't having, seen the company in a long time. I'm having mixed feelings with concert dance in general. Like I, I wasn't. Yeah. I don't know how. Which we'll get onto those questions. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. New World was a very, very b- brutal, 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 brutal school. And yeah, it was tough. It was tough because we cared, and I think that that was like. Something that I think made it so special was, like, they took, let's say, our class, right? So there are 30 of us or 100-something in the whole class. People who, unlike other, I think, you know, like, even it was a public school, but it was a magnet school that you had to audition to get into. So it was, like, already you were with, quote-unquote, the best of the best of your age group doing this one particular Mm -hmm. thing. You add the stakes of, like, here are 100-something teenagers coming into their own, all united by their love for whatever art it is that we're doing Mm -hmm. all having a common goal of being like we're going to make it in this world Mm -hmm. after this Mm -hmm. so the stakes of new world were much higher Mm -hmm. i think than a lot of other high schools Mm -hmm. the uh, the real high school side of it was incredible i mean we've been friends 14 years Mm -hmm. like most people don't talk to their high school friends after Mm -hmm. maybe like two Mm -hmm. there's so many people that not so many there's a group of people that i still talk to that are still my friends Mm -hmm. i spent all of last weekend hanging out with justin rapaport because he was in town in my house like i'm like we're still well, one of my we best just, friends. We went through so much pain together. And I mean, still, physical, like, emotional, yes. exhaustion. It's like no time passes. We picked up. I hadn't seen him in two years since Where the last time we visited in Vancouver, British okay. Columbia. Because he's dancing for Ballet BC. He's in his okay. last season. Okay. He, it, we honestly had such a good time, and like we were only supposed to hang out one night, and then after we hung out the first night, I was like, "So I'm gonna see you tomorrow," and he was like, "Absolutely," and I was like, "Great." So then he came to my house. Like we had. Mm. I really, I have so much love for him. And, like, it, we are still best friends all these years later. All this time will go past and we get together. And I'm like, nothing has changed. We're still those 14-year-old boys in the locker room, like, cracking jokes after rehearsal. Like, I love that. So you stayed in New World and... Stayed in New World. You continued. And when you, you, you did Dance Theater of Harlem, you did Alvin Ailey. I did. White you, Mountain Summer Dance Festival. You I got also that did our White Mountain, which, was am- which is an amazing yeah. program. And then I worked for Laura Glenn for like five years after that. I was her assistant for five years, which was um, five, four years after that. Who's Laura Glenn? She was the person who ran White Mountain. She like, I she hired this. me the next summer and we had... Yeah, we had a wonderful working relationship. I really adore her. Um, and yeah, New World was great. And then I wanted to go to college. And it- wait, wait, before we leave New World, was it evident? Was it evident to you to see how much progress you made? Because I do have to say, like, I feel like out of all of the dancers in the program of our year, like you definitely showed the most I, amount of progression. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. So, <laughs> um, so rapidly, for real. Understandably, I think. There were, there were multiple parts to it. I think going to what was then in motion is now Miami Dance Collective, like working with Marie and doing the competition circuit, I think sped up a lot of things because like I wanted to be good. I wanted to win. Never mm. did. Listen. But wanted to. 
Yes. So I was working hard. So it was like we'd be at New World all day, and then I was at the studio all night. Like I was all I was dancing on weekends. Like I was always breathing, dancing, eating, and sleeping. Dancing. So I think that was a big part of it. I think I also just like I. The more I did it, the more I loved it. And my mom at a certain point was like, either you're going to do this and go to college and do it, or you need to pick some, you need to like figure, figure out. out your academics. Right. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I will say also, I'm currently watching Cheer. Yeah. A great show. Great show. And it's so like the way that they condition like mind over matter, like it doesn't matter if you don't know the routine. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to backhand spring back tuck. But if you have confidence, you can do anything. And it really rubs off. It re- Like, even me watching it, like, if the next day in New York, if I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm like, I think about cheer and I'm like, confidence, baby. Like, yeah, fake it like, till you make yep. it. That's the Miami trick. That's fake it till you trick. make it. And I feel like going, you know, I know that New World really shun and, like, made us quit commercial and competition dance and dance studio and all that shit. Um, but I do have to say that growing up competing and just like you said, wanting to win or wanting to be the best that you can be. And wanting to get the scholarships, wanting to get like, it's imperative. You got scholarships to like act like parry dance. You get free classes. I was like, I was like, these are things I want. I want to go to New York. I want to do these things. I want to show up and be able to take a week of classes. I did a BDC week and a steps week that I didn't pay for because I got scholarships from competition. It's so imperative. Like, I feel like also my competition years is truly what formed me also to this day to be able to walk into a casting and like do Mm -hmm. whatever I need to do even if I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Because it just puts you in that pressure where you're like, Okay, it's on. It's, it is. It's it's that it's you. that um it's that it's that aspect of performance where it's like it's such a disassociation to your own identity that mm-hmm. you're like, baby, I'm performing. And there were the teachers that understood that, whether they liked it or not. There were those that understood why we did it. Which and were? those were the dancers they liked the most. I mean like Murphy, for example. Okay. Who you know like yeah. Laura Murphy, shout out, truly is like She's like a second mom to me. Yeah. I mean, like, we've been texting. I literally was texting her before I got <sighs> here today. In high school, we were close, but, like, she really became my family. Yeah. My mom, like, when I talked to my mom about decisions I made in dance, she's like, well, what did Murphy say? Like, yeah. she is my family. Yes. I love this woman to my core. She's truly, like, yes. a second mom. Like, if yeah. I have my mom and then I have, like, my dance mom. Like, this yeah. is, like, the person that I go to when I need career advice, when I'm ha- when I'm trying to figure something out, if I need feedback, if I need anything. Like, Where did Murphy dance? Because um, Murphy also went to New World, right? They went, yeah. They were in like the second graduating class, I think, of New Worlds, or she was in the second graduating class of New Worlds, okay. and then she uh, went to college not for dance because she took a break, and then she danced for various ballet companies in Florida, oh, and other places. Companies. Oh, baby, Trina Down. Okay. I mean, like it was like contemporary at the time, contemporary ballet, but like you, you've seen her. The technique is giving. Her four starches impeccable. Baby, the releve, the feet, and because she has all those loose ligaments, so the ankles just really dangle. <laughs> the leg. I mean, she just had hip replacement surgery today, which is why we we're talking. <gasps> she has really bad arthritis in her hips, so she's getting them replaced. But like up until what, like three she's years ago, her hips replaced. It was like this. She. T- I texted her last night. I was like, "Let me know when surgery's done." She texted me this morning at eleven a.m. and was like, All right, "I'm done. I'm done." She got both hips. She replaced? did one. The second one's gonna be. Um, Who gave her her hip? Uh, some doctor in Florida, in Miami. She said it was fine. I was like, "How do you feel?" And she's like, "I feel fine." It's so insane. Dance is so insane. You but work. Spe- you work so hard. And, and working and- at that caliber, wanting to do ballet, and you the legs go up. Homegirl was giving the devil pay was one eighty. So it's like that. Take. I was like, I don't know the fact that she made it as long as she did. I was like, I, I don't know anyone who is, can do the things that you do who has the original hips. It is so insane. Like, I don't know anyone. Did New Worlds. I was trying to figure out college. Murphy was like, I think you'll like NYU. Applied to NYU. Got in. Decided to go there. Um, was that your top choice f- from the beginning? 
I don't know. Forever, my top choice is Boko. Until oh. until it actually came down to auditioning for colleges. I auditioned and I was like, I don't want to go here. Why? What made you say that? It just wasn't the vibe of the audition. I was like, I don't actually think I'll like this. Okay. It came down to going to SUNY Purchase or going to Tisch. Tisch gave me a bigger scholarship. Okay. And as you know, I did not come from Le Money. So <laughs> my mom was like... You're going there. I was like, one, you're going to NYU because we can afford for you to go there. But also, like, it's NYU. Like, go there. Yeah. So I went. And at first, I hated it. Okay. And then I loved it. Okay. And By what year did you love it? Halfway through my first year. Okay. That's mm-hmm. quick. I hate my, The first half of my first year was really tough. What made you hate it? It was so different from New World. It was like the complete opposite. In it terms was of... Roll on the floor, crunchy, like... It was like contemporary downtown dance. Not roll on the floor. And I was floor. like, I was oh. like, baby, I've been giving contraction, flat back, laterals, and tights. So you just said a buzzword. Downtown. Downtown dance. It was, down, it was release technique dance. It was... I got to wear sweatpants. I didn't have to wear tights. Okay, very downtown. Were I, you guys learning about downtown postmodern dance? Yeah. The, yeah. All of my teachers worked in, like, that was their career. Was like Judson Church, like Yvonne Rayner. Wait, this is so insane because you are the first performer that tells me that your education taught you that. Yeah. I was at, like, at, I can't speak to the program now. I don't know, like, I don't know as much. When I was there, like, the that was the focus. Like, Tish is downtown. It is a home to so many downtown dancers. Wow. It is like, yeah, it was about. Anna it was Teresa a school. the Cheersmaker went there. Tish, baby, and Kyle Abraham. But like, and Johannes Wieland went there. And like, it, it creates some, because it's a school that is about process, it's not about product. Beautiful. So you have comp every year, like all three oh years, you were required God. to make work on top of like, so it's a school that re- like they are interested in focusing on you growing as an artist and creating yourself in a more well-rounded picture than just like learning the steps. But for me, coming from where we came from, mm-hmm. I just was like, what the fuck? I'm not learning to dance. What is this? Mm-hmm. So it took me a while. And then I met Pamela Pietro. Also, shout out my other mentor. I love this beach. She's my girl, <laughs> truly. <laughs> Who was like, is from Florida. Okay. Taught at New World, went to FSU. Like she know she knew where I came from, mm. and she was like conservatory little. Bitch yeah, ass. she basically was yeah. like, I know exactly where you come from. Mm-hmm. She's like, let go of that shit. Okay, like you were here for a reason. Learn, embrace process. And then she was on my ass. Let me tell you, in them classes, baby, she was like, stop, go again. But it like it took me so long to break out of what I knew that once that happened, I was like, oh, I get it. I love it. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for all of that. So I did that. Beautiful. Graduated. What a mixture. New what World a, and Tish. Beautiful. To do that to, for my first job to be Ailey 2, which is wild. To go right back to where I started. But I wouldn't have gotten Ailey 2 if it wasn't for l- actually learning to dance at Tish. I okay. learned about dance at New World. I learned to dance. Or I learned how, I learned like how to dance okay. out of, in a very clinical way at New World. Clinical, technical. Then I got to college and they were like, okay, you know how to dance. Let's focus on like what it means to be an artist. Like let's, so then I feel like I got through that cycle. And then when I went out and auditioned for things, like, you know, my very first audition was for Bill T. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I made it all the way to the end. There were three of us left. And I had a conversation with Bill and Janet and decided I would have had to leave school. So Bill was like, I think you should stay in school. And I was like, I get that. And so I stayed in school. And then a few months later, I auditioned for Ailey. I just had some other Wait, auditions in the meantime. Bill but... told you to stay in school? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He was like, do you, he's like, if you join the company now, you understand that you would have to leave school. He's yeah. like, you're so close to finishing. Da, da, da. And I was like, yeah. 
And I heard him and he was like, I'm sure your mom has put a lot of time and effort and energy into you finishing school. And I'm like, yeah, she has. And like, he really, I don't even know if he would remember this conversation. It was so long ago, but he really was like, he's like, I think, I think you're great. He's like, I also think that you'll be great in a few years. So yeah. like, if I, he's like, I do what you want. Let me know. And after I went home and I really thought about it, I talked to my mom and I talked to a few people and I was like, it makes the most sense for me to stay in school. And well, because Tish three is months. only three years. Yeah, it's three okay. years. I was, th- this was the end of December. Okay. And so I had what, January, February, March, April, May. I had under five months till I okay. graduated. So I went back to school, finished. Was that normal for Tish dancers to like leave early if they'd gotten Very to rare. a company? Okay. It was rare. Okay. Oh, it's because people don't get into companies, but it was rare. So I had already spoken to them about it and there was, there was a plan there wasn't, like, I could do certain steps that would, I would have been able to graduate early, I would have been able to do it, but it would have meant that, like, within two weeks, I would have been done with school, having to find an apartment, having to, like, figure my life out to be an adult right. at, I had just turned 20 years old. Uh-huh. Like, it, I look back, it would have never worked. It would have been I would exhausting. Have, I would have been either fired or had quit within the first, like, six months. Like, yeah. I don't think that I would have had the wherewithal to do it. I would have been yeah. like, this isn't for me. <laughs> so yeah. I went and continued the audition circuit and auditioned for Ailey, and I got invited to the Ailey 2 audition. And then Troy hired me, which was like, you know, dream come true. And then I started with Ailey 2, I think, two weeks after I graduated. Holy shit. And then how was Ailey? Also, I just want to say that while I was at Ailey, Von Howard. Christian. Yeah, yeah. I love him. He was kind of like my Robert Garland. Same. Yeah. Same. I was in his rep piece my year. I, yeah. I love that. I, to he, this day, I love that man. He really paid attention to me at Ailey in a space where, granted, I was a Peter London girl, and granted, I knew all of the variations in Horton, but, you know, they didn't... Well, because also, I didn't... He liked dancers. He liked people that, when he looked at you, was like, okay, like, you have, you got something. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't there for the cookie-cutter girls. Exactly, yeah, and I feel like Von Howard made me feel... Um, like, okay, mission complete, doing Ailey. And then I think also Von Howard did a rep at Dancing of Harlem. Or I don't remember who did a, the rep at, but it, in my memory, I had the same experience. Like, the person who gave me a rep at Dancing of Harlem loved the fact that I was super four-starchy and super jazzy. You were very four-starchy and jazzy. Yeah. So, like, it was a great moment for me at Dancing of Harlem, too, to be like, okay, I'm not a ballerina, but, you know. So, how was Ailey for you? And also, who else were you hired with? Like, were you- I was hired. I was one of six people. Okay. It was me, uh, Courtney Spears, who's now in the first company. Okay. Gabriel Hyman, who is in Hamilton. Oh. Um, Lloyd Boyd, who is now in the first company of Bailey. Terry Ayana Wright, my girl, I love her, who still dances and also has a full other academic career. Okay. Um... How cool is that? Jacob Lewis, who now dances for a ballet company in Minnesota. Okay. And me. That's six. That's six people. <laughs> we were the six hired together as a little cohort. And Annalise was already in the company mm. when I got there. Um, and then Yazzie was hired the year after me. So, like, I was with New World people both years, which I loved. Um, and my first year was amazing. I loved my first year. I was new and fresh and, like... This I was is 2016? 15, 15, 16. Okay. I was new, fresh out of school. I was, like, at the time, like, almost everyone had come from the Ailey school. 
with the exception of me and Annalise, but she came from New World, so still came from a really similar setting. And I had come from Tish. And so I was like the alter the alt the indie the, the indie kid. You know what I mean? Like the I, I was like yeah. the only I was like the person that could do floor work and the person that could like was different. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then so my first year that was really wonderful. My second year, that continued. My second year I actually ended up like so many choreographers would be like, and then you'll just improv. Wow. Or we're like, Jacoby, take the material and make a phrase. Okay. We're like interested in me. But I didn't really enjoy my second year as much. Um, my depression came back during my second year. My <sighs> second little bout with it, which was tough. And so I really was dealing with the job that I knew ending. Trying to figure out what I was going to do after. Not really like feeling good enough or up to anything. And I tried to leave. Oh, wow, I have a pattern. Oof. I tried to, I wanted to leave my second year. We had our meeting after the first tour. And the director was like, what is going on with you? And I was like, I don't want to be here. And I like broke down into tears, like was having a full breakdown. And then he started crying. And the second director started crying. And they were like, we want you to know, like, we love you. Not everybody crying in this All of us meeting. crying. The three of us crying in this meeting. I'm like, oh my, oh my God. God. The first, The first year I cried both meetings out of trauma from juries. Like just anytime <laughs> my boss talks to me one on one, I Wait, like. Can you give our little? For anyone listening, juries at New World. Mm, you sit, you. I guess they've changed it now, but we used to sit on a piano bench while the teachers sat around you in a straight line behind a table, and they would speak at you, not to you, at you, about your progress. We had it twice a year. And it was the mo- you found out if you were on probation, which I got on probation Same. at one time, they would let you know if you were getting kicked out. Like, it was like, it was very real. And it was like, it was so traumatizing to me. I still hold that trauma. And so like, when I would have those meetings oh with Troy, like, God. I remember my first one, I was like on the verge of tears. And he's like, are you about to cry? And I was like, I'm really traumatized from my juries in the world. He was like, oh, you're not alone. I've heard that before. Oh and he was God. like, that's not that. He's like, my I'm not going to yell My first jury, Ms. Santos told me that she thought I was an amateur at ballet. Granted, by that time, I had been doing ballet for, like, more than a decade of my life. Then Jazzapalooza came along, and she was, like, a star. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I remember having my meeting and being, like, I I don't think I'm going to be here anymore, whatever. And he basically was, like, I can't force you to do anything, but I think it would be a mistake if you left. And I would really like if you stayed. Okay. And, again, I thought about it, and then I decided to stay. And the second half of my that year was a lot better, except that... I realized in my time in Ailey 2, I had really been stripped of, and I don't know if this was conditioning or my choice. It might've been my choice, me trying to blend in people I was dancing with, but I was really stripped of a lot of things that made me me. Mm. And so when I- Like stylistically speaking. And stylistically, confidence, like I remember I auditioned for- Is it a little bit culty? Does it get a little bit culty? Ailey has its own culture. Okay. And I wanted to be in that culture because I wanted to be in the first company. Okay. So I was, my second year I got to perform with the first company. I was in a rep piece with them. So like I was, I was being like, I'm getting seen. I'm getting hired. Yeah. I auditioned for that company six times. I made it to the end six times. I've never, I've yet to be hired. Y'all listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, it's, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> truly, like. As soon as you walk into those Alvin Ailey doors, it's like, of course, it's it's inevitable for you to want to feel like... Yeah, it's where black people danced. Like, for me, it was like I had grown up seeing that image of the Arch Center when they would come every year. Like, you really feel the wealth. And the rep is incredible. Like, when I go and see Ailey, because I go, I see the company every year. Like, especially now with all my friends being there. Like, I, I love it every time. My boyfriend and I went last year, went in 2019 before the pandemic. 
lull last year. I know. We, three years <laughs> ago. Right. Before the plague, we went and it was just like, even, you know, he grew up watching Ailey too. He's from Florida. He used to see Ailey when they would come. And it just was like, we were both like, wow. And seeing my friends that I know that he knows at my time, my, at the time my roommate was in the company. So it was like, we were just like, I was like, this is a, it's dance. It's beautiful. These beautiful black people up here giving you dick, capital D dance, honey. Giving you concert dance in a way that people said black people couldn't do. The girls up here giving you four turns in arabesque. You're gagged. Wow. You're gagged. Wow. Jacqueline Harris is up there dancing in a way that white girls are truly shook. (laughs) Like, you're lucky she doesn't want your job. You're lucky she doesn't yeah, want your job. Absolutely. Because she will snatch it from you in a heartbeat. Oh my god. Stand by I stand by that statement every day. It, yeah. it is what it is. And Chris. that's like that was the caliber, and that's what I wanted. Yeah. And so I the gave caliber was I high. gave everything to be that. So technically, baby, perfect. There was nothing I couldn't do. Wow. But I don't think that I was very true to myself. And so I auditioned for you name it, I auditioned for the company. Mm-hmm. And I would make it to the end of every audition and then I wouldn't get the job. Mm-hmm. And so when I remember I have so many what traumatizing experiences. Mm-hmm. We went on my final tour. Mm-hmm. I know we stood in a line for everyone who was leaving. Mm-hmm. At that point, already two people weren't on tour because their new jobs already started. Okay. So there were four of us stood in a line and they were like, Tell us what your plans are for after Ailey 2. And I was the only one that didn't have a job. Everyone else was like, I'm dancing with Carl Abraham. I'm da da da. I'm da da. And I was like, I'm figuring it out. But we remember the fact that you were so ambitious. You were taking ballet class with six and seven year olds when you were 14. And I was the one that couldn't get a job. And I didn't get a job for, well, that's not true. I danced for Sean Curran, who was the chair of Tish while I was there. He gave me a job for the summer. No, but granted, you went to Neuron. You went to Tish. I did, all, you the, went to I did all the shit. And for a moment, you forgot who you were. So the universe was like, baby, no company's going to hire you. Literally. You need to remember who you are. And Shankar said to me, I will never forget this. We were having, we had already done tour. We were back. We were in the process of creating a new work, but it was kind of off and on. And I, I was in the rehearsal room. I didn't know if I was going to be in the new work or not, but we were working on some stuff. And we were about to take a very, we were about to have like a six month hiatus. And so we had our last day of rehearsal and we did a run. And he was like, let me talk to you really quickly. And I was like, yeah. Granted, I've known Sean since I moved to New York. He was my teacher first, and then he was the chair of the department. Like, we have, we all call him Papa. Like, we have a really wonderful relationship. And he just was like, you know, I love you. I told him this story, and he, like, laughed. He was like, I don't remember this. <laughs> and I was like, okay. But I was like, because I'm like, it was a very normal conversation for him. But for me, it was like, this was a conversation that changed my life. Okay. He was like, I have known you a long time. And he was like, and I just feel like I, I watch you dance, and it, you don't really show you. Mm-hmm. He was like, you can do all of these. He's like, I can write on a piece of paper all the amazing things you can do. But what is, what is it that you're bringing to this table? Like, I want, I'm interested in you. Mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I remember being like, okay. Like, we know you can move, but what yeah, makes you Yeah, I know move? you can do five pirouettes. And? And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. And then I remember, like, I left the rehearsal and, like, it wasn't even that day. I think I, th- I kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it. And maybe like two weeks later, I had like a full breakdown and decided that I was going to take a break from dance. Mm-hmm. And so I worked at a restaurant for the rest of the year mm-hmm. for like so, seven months mm-hmm. and did not dance. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm burnt out. I don't have what it takes. Mm-hmm. And then I auditioned for Company XIV. Well, I auditioned before. Didn't get a job. Then I auditioned again and got hired. Okay. So then I spent two years doing Company XIV, doing the broke burlesque strippy dancey that whole amazing how nightlife. was that same thing i loved it my first year my second year i wasn't crazy about okay definitely um, a pattern de- definitely isn't it because i've never been anywhere longer than two years how are your relationships i'm in a four-year relationship okay yeah that's so. doing well <laughs> it's 
Let's do it. We're good. Okay. We're good. <laughs> so it doesn't bleed over into other no, things. No, that okay. I see long term though. So like the way that I approach that is just even different. Okay. Like I, this is the person I want to be with the rest of my also, life. Also, you so. are Scorpio, Cancer, Pisces, Rising, Cancer, Moon. Uh, Pisces, Moon, Cancer, Rising though. Okay. Yes. Oh. Come on. You better know my chart. Yeah. So I'm a triple water sign. I'm I a mess. I know everybody's chart that I interview. Period. Yeah. Yes. I'm a mess. Okay. Um, <laughs> you are not a mess. You are... I'm just like incredibly connected in so many emotions, but the Scorpio and me, like I only acknowledge five of them. The first one's anger. <laughs> Let's give it up for your Scorpio. Yeah, I know it. I'm like, I know anger is like, I can tap into anger with a blink of an eye. But I, I but like, regardless of anger, I feel like the Scorpio, like the Scorpio mystique. Like, thank God that your son is in Scorpio because you just not have been able to pull through with all of that, you know, rejection, confirmation, rejection. I'm lucky to have more sensitive other things that, like, as I'm getting older, I realize how much they really influence me as a human. Okay. Um, But so I I actually love being XIV, and I think XIV is where I regained my sense of self. Absolutely. Your authenticity completely. Because you're on display as you. And also because, like, there's a sensualness to you. There's a sensual show busy to you that you've always had regardless if you were dancing with um marie or whatever and alvin ailey and tish and all these process kinds of departments and curriculums are not sensual and sexual at all and i think that like that really informs the way that your hips move and that's the really you know so i agree and i think that being being afro-latino especially like it is truly in my dna to have a sensuous nature not even for the sake of like, haha, it's sexy. It's just like that. That's it. That that's is the just way the I way that your blood moving. moves. Yes, yeah. when you grow up and you go to parties and fucking like, that's what you're doing. You're doing merengue, you're doing salsa, and you're dancing on people, and it's sexy and it's hot, and it's like that's normalcy to me. It's not even being like, oh, you're sexy. I'm like, no, this is like, this is what these dances are, yeah. and so that's so ingrained in my DNA that even the way that I move, it is so ingrained. That's how I feel about that. forced starch. <laughs> it's in there for yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah like. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very real. So it's like doing... So the amazing thing about that job was I was introduced to an entirely new world because I didn't know anything about nightlife. So Which I was learned the about nightlife. cabaret world? Cabaret, nightlife, like circus like performers. Box. Yeah. Okay. All that stuff. Like I had never really seen that. Okay. And then I was working... So I was sharing as, as close as I am to you right now. Mm-hmm. I sat next to a singer and an aerialist. Okay. So it was like I like really learned... And I started working in nightlife outside of XIV and performing and doing all that stuff. And like... I really love that aspect of it. I also met my boyfriend there. He performed in there? Yeah, I met him. We both worked for the company. We started wow. dating. Our four-year anniversary is in a few weeks because we started dating, like, pretty soon on. And I have been with him since. So I really, like, that job for, there were parts of it that I didn't love. That That's a whole separate podcast. I don't need to, there were parts <laughs> of it that I did not love. Mm-hmm. But my takeaway from all of the time is I learned about myself. I found my partner. I further learned about what I will and will not do, like mm-hmm. will and will not sacrifice mm-hmm. for the sake of my career. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I loved being there. And then I decided to leave um, at the beginning of 2020. Well, I decided to leave mid-2019. I decided that when 2020 came around, I was going to leave because mm-hmm. I just didn't feel, I felt like I was ready to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew I wanted to get back to concert dance. Okay. Wow. And, That's really interesting because... Excuse me if I'm wrong, but you go to the cabaret world and you are reminded of your authenticity mm-hmm. and you still are craving this. Because for me, that was what I knew. Conservatory technical. 
And that's so interesting, right? Because it's like dance is supposed to be this vehicle where you can express your soul. But then we have the concert world that kind of like strips away all of those ingredients and like... Yes. But I think that I learned to dance in a very conservatory Eurocentric style of dance. And so for me, even the way that I express myself when I improv, like, I love a clean line and a high leg and a turn. Like, you know me. That's, like, (laughs) it's so true to who I am. Like, and Mm -hmm. I understand. I get it. I understand. Like, you know, I'm a product of things that are not amazing. However, for me, I feel my most comfortable when I have a, like, using my strong technical base to be able to move, to know that I can do things Mm -hmm. and then take risks and open up and share myself within that, within not even that confinement, but within that um, security mm-hmm. for me okay. is where I think that I thrive the best. Okay. So you feel like it's easier for you to take risks having the foundation. Yes. Having being... Having structure and then being allowed to play. That's For so... me is where my artistry lives instead of creating, instead of trying to create the wheel. That's just okay. creatively for me, that makes me blocked. Well, how do you feel about Gaga? I hate it. I knew you were going to say The that. biggest part of it that I don't like is I hate dancing for an hour straight. That, sh- that shit is stupid. <laughs> like, not, and I don't think Gaga, like, I'm not saying Gaga is stupid. That concept for me and the way that I have to take care of my body, dancing for an hour straight is my worst fucking nightmare. Like, we have, you know, right now, the main section of the work we do is 50 minutes straight through. It's so hard to get through. And that ha- even that has a few breaks in and out in times when we get to stand still or pause or it gets calm. But the way that those, cl- like for me and the experience of the classes I've taken, 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh, I've exerted myself fully. And then they're yeah. like, just get to fatigue. I'm like, I came in here in fatigue, <laughs> baby. Like, it's just not for, it wasn't for me. And I also don't like the amount of like, um, for a, for a technique that doesn't have aesthetic. But for yeah. a technique where you close the mirror and doesn't have aesthetic. The shit people do to their body in those rooms, absolutely I know, not. I know. Okay, so absolutely not. what? What do you? What is your hot take on the fact that like Gaga has such has had such a revolutionary impact on the whole dance, world, specifically on the improv world? Conceptually, I understand it. It's a re. It conceptually, is, it's nice it's, because, but it's because right? it's structured improv. It is also like, but it's also like teaching us that like. Especially as technical dancers, like, it is okay to dance in ways that we were once told that was forbidden. Yeah. I understand the appeal. I just, it is just not for me personally. And it's like, it's no shit. Like, I'm not like, ooh, like, when I see Bachelor perform, baby, them, they dance down. They're incredible. They are incredible. Yeah. And I get why people like it. Just for me personally, no thank you. Okay. That's Um, really, you know, the fact that you have that so clear. It's yeah. really healthy. I just was like, oh. and I've, it's not like I've tried a few times. I just, I was like, I really don't enjoy this. Yeah. And, and that is fine because not everything is for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's the, that's the basis yeah. of it. Those people who I understand why people love it. So my question to you is, what is performance for you? We'll start there. Oh, you know, this is a this is an evolving concept because forever theory, yeah. I thought performance was um, was the show, the put on, the na 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 na. Working with Bill and being in this new setting that I'm in, where he exists in this more downtown world, you know, like so much as he he talks about Trisha Brown and Yvonne Rain and rehearsal all the time because, you know, that's the world he comes from. And talking about like 
he's not interested in smiles and high kicks and da-da-da. If the leg hits your face, the leg hits your face. Because at the end of the day, we're dancing. So he's like, it's a bot ma. Get your leg up, point your foot. And you're like, <laughs> great. But it's also the amount of effort and energy that goes into why you're making these decisions. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I, I don't know that I have a solid answer for what performance is. Other than I think that it is an active exploration okay. of what it means to put yourself on display. Beautiful. Yeah. And how you show up to that. Because there isn't a right or a wrong, and there's also not a consistent. And is this display for yourself? Or is this display conscious that it is a display for others? I think for myself, I don't ever feel like I'm performing if people are not seeing me. Okay. So you need an audience to activate your... Okay. Because otherwise, it is for me. Performance in my interpretation of it, is for other people. Performance is me sharing my art or myself or my whatever Mm -hmm. with other people Mm -hmm. and the modality in which I do that. And so being in this company where, while even though I'm not doing it currently, but I'm in a company where you dance, sing, and act, I think that the modality of performance is constantly shifting. And so it's a great question, and we'll have to do a part two in like two years where I can give you a more concrete answer. But I'm figuring out what performance is for myself currently. Because another question is like the environment between theater and stage versus gallery and museum. Does gallery and museum, does that interest you? Does it turn you on? Like what? what I love galleries and I love museums. I think that there is a definitely more of a static energy as far as viewing art in those arenas, especially something that's not live or moving. Staring at a painting is definitely more of a static activity and how, and your, and it's open to a lot more interpretation than per se performance art is where someone tells you what it's about. Whether you get that or not, um, it feels a little bit more, performance art can be very in your face and very literal. Mm -hmm. And while visual art can as well, I think a lot more of it exists, exists in an abstraction. So you don't even marry work that has to do with body and time to gallery and museum? While I think that, while people often display those things in museums, I don't equate them as similar things. Because I don't think that you can purchase a piece of dance and put it somewhere to be seen forever in the same way you can with static art. I mean, yeah. Or, I mean, not you just static art. Installations yeah, yeah, yeah. and other things. They're just, right. I don't think that they're they're not viewed the same. They're not valued the same. They're not. Would you have a preference if someone was like, oh, you could either perform in the Joyce Theater or you could perform at MoMA? I'd perform at the Joyce because the stage is sprung. But, <laughs> but I don't know. But I don't know. And this is why we're talking about the capital but I think D it and would, lower key. I think it would key. really be different. The difference would be what it is that I'm doing. Because if I Did I'm, you see Anna Teresa at MoMA? I didn't. I'm trying to confront the fact that Joyce Theater and the things that are happening on Joyce Theater can also happen at MoMA. They can. I think that the... They're just approached completely different because dance, concert dance for proscenium stage exists more or less in a vacuum. It exists to be seen. To be watched as entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment or even... I just don't... There's not a lot of inter... It doesn't have this. Right. It, does, it doesn't go two ways other than you hear the audience's response. Right. But you're not... Usually you can't see anyone's face. 
you're performing for the sake of people watching you perform and you're displaying something that is supposed to be viewed and interpreted not necessarily interacted with right whereas in a gallery space it's also sorry like the caliber is also like it's you are expecting for the people who are watching you to be pleased and to be impressed um not necessarily younger me yes older me doing work that's a little more daring and uh Controversial makes people think. Not necessarily, not necessarily um, impressed, but I want it to leave an impression. You want, an, you want to leave an impact. Regardless. I want to leave an impact. Well, Good, how, bad, ugly. Well, how how does it make you feel to know that like you are moving your body and the person receiving you moving your body is only receiving it with their eyes, right? Because they're like sitting in a chair and they're just like looking at you with their eyes and applauding with their hands. Whereas in a museum, in a performance context, if you were to be performing, people would be standing by you, sitting by you. So there would be more of a a corporal conversation happening. So working at XIV, the work was more immersive. Okay. We moved through, especially like I would have solos where I would walk through the audience and people could physically touch me, which I hated. But I personally, (laughs) I like the, the fourth wall. You love the fourth Because one. I think that sometimes Because you when hate I, Gaga. Because <laughs> I hate Gaga. And I also think sometimes when I perform, it brings me personally into a very vulnerable space mm. that I don't know that I necessarily need the um, reminder of reality. Okay. Maybe that's a good point of like what separates capital D dance to performance is that threshold of vulnerability. And yeah. At what capacity are you willing to go to be feel exposed and i don't know how much i can be perceived knowing that someone is, can see me as close as i can see you i i don't think that i am in the place in my life and journey where that won't influence the, what it is that i'm doing but knowing that you're further away and me having a little less perception of what it is that you're getting from me makes you I feel think safer i can bear my soul in the community that i'm sharing this physical space with in proximity easier if that makes sense. So does that, so are you saying that working in the cabaret house and all those things, was that harder for you? Did, um, it, did it require a different side of Jacoby because you were more immersive and because you yeah. didn't really have that It required wall? a very performative version of myself. So wow. while I think the job connected me with my authenticity, a lot of it came from I put on a that character so much that yeah. I would have to, I, reeling myself back in. Right. Is what really taught me about myself. Right. But there it was sex pot. It was smolder. It was a lot of my characters were like Latino based. So it was very like, you know what I mean? Like it was, so it was meant for entertainment. Except okay. it was meant for entertainment. Yeah. It was meant to have you elaborate costumes and feathers and Where, wings and heels and makeup. What is capital D dance um, meant for? I, you know, it's interesting. I think I've done it in a lot of different capacities. Sometimes it's meant to wow. Okay. Sometimes it's meant to <laughs> relive trauma. Okay. Sometimes it's meant to provoke. Okay. Whether it's thought or visceral response. Well, those are all critical, right? Those yeah. are all like criticism based kinds mm-hmm. of thoughts. And like, again, my point is like, I want to start talking about dance and performance in a way where it's not just served for entertainment. Yeah. That it can be critically. I think the best capital D dance 
does more than entertain. You can be entertained while also being shocked and appalled and excited and titillated and all these things. They can all exist simultaneously. But There's a lot not, of dance that's that meant not, to just entertain. But is that not entertainment if you're appalled and impressed? Like, those are all factors that are... I feel like something that makes you doubt or something that makes you question comes from um, more of, like, this abstract, conceptual type of subject... Well, I think that the um, disappointment of coming and expecting to be performed and leaving in thought is part of the capital D dance thing for some people, not for everyone, for some people. Working in the company I work in now and working for Bill and what he aims to get from an audience is like he wants you to leave the theater not just being like, what a good show. He like loves when people leave and was like, what the fuck was that? And like have opinions. He's like, mm-hmm. good. You don't have to agree with me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And I, for me, I think that's where I'm seeing myself and my interest in performing comes from taking a concept, putting it in like, almost like a mirror, taking it, interpreting it and putting it back at you and seeing what you get. It's so interesting. Which maybe that's more of the gallery standpoint, but I also, I guess I work in downtown dance, quote unquote, so. Yeah. It's just so interesting, right? Like all of these things, like we have like... Yvonne Rayner and Deborah Hay and all these people performing in Yoko Ono's Loft Mm -hmm. versus Judson. Or or Judson Church, yeah, was obviously... I'm just like, the irony is like so comical at this point because it's like, why is it that like I'm going to a theater to see a prestigious company perform and give me batmas, give me developers and all these things, but yet I'm sitting in a chair. I'm limited to feeling my own body and I'm required to register what I'm seeing through my ears, through my eyes, and through my memory. And then you kind of transplant that experience into a museum where we have so many performers that don't have any kind of relationship to their body the way that dancers do, that don't have any kind of foundation technicality. And yet, when you are in a museum space, you're corporally on, you're activated. And what the performance is doing, if it's a good performance, it's making you feel your body. It's making you question your body in the space that you're in, amongst the crowd that you're in. And I feel like, for me, I would love to see capital D dance in that space with an audience that is more proportionate to Mm -hmm. that but you you know what i mean like it's reversed it's like i feel like if people were i feel like if you put capital d dance into a different kind of space that wasn't so exclusive like a stage people would understand it differently like people would be more approachable towards it and then that would trickle down into like more tickets being sold Mm -hmm. dancers being paid better Companies being funded better. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm again, this is why I'm having the podcast, right? Like Art Forum, which is a huge, respectful, well-renowned publication. Their last magazine for December was all about performance. And it's because in Europe, we have trailblazers doing incredible performances that, of course, there's a materiality to it, which is why they can exist in museums. But at the end of the day, it's body composition. Mm -hmm. And then you have dancers that are breaking their legs, getting hip transplants. And they're not even being registered or seen the way that they need to be seen versus these performers. So it's like, I don't know... I don't know what's supposed to happen, but I guess I'm trying to marry more, like, these worlds. Because I do think, for me, for performance art to be good, 
embodiment comes into play and to have to know how to embody something means that you have a relationship with your body means that you have a relationship to or or you understand what that fourth wall can be or cannot Mm -hmm. be and what do you think the future is of capital d dance also considering the pandemic and funding Uh, and everything honestly i don't i don't know i think about this all the time and i genuinely don't know it's interesting i think that the the space that i work in now is so different than anything i've known and like so like in the fall we toured this work of bills called afterwardsness Mm. And it was made at the Park Avenue Armory. Mm. And now we're touring it. But the way that the show is set up is that there's a center stage. This is how we toured it. On a stage. Or in a gymnasium at a college. Center stage, taped out in Marley. There are five to seven, like, rivulets. So, like, pathways that lead out. Beautiful. In between the rivulets are seats. So the audience is as close to you as as I am. Right. And we're dancing. We're doing all the material. The entire piece, like, it's basically a structured improv score. There are phrases that we do. Not everyone has to do every phrase. Not everyone's responsible for everything. But there's choreographed dancing. There's, and then the rest is open to interpretation. You make choices to mimic shapes, to retrograde something, to invert something. Like, it's it's live active performance for us. Mm -hmm. There's also singing. There's live musicians. There's all of this that happens in this space. But everyone and everything is so in close the same to ecosystem. You. In the same, you're all on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. Doing that tour mm-hmm. and seeing the audience like eye to eye like this, watching me dance and being moved by the atmosphere that's being created, I think speaks more to the gallery to the gallery of performance art. But we're still doing capital D dance. I'm still doing pirouettes and cap- like I'm still dancing but you're taking that and putting it in a more accessible way that's meant for people to feel to hear me breathe to feel me sweat on them to do all of this stuff hearing the audience after the shows we did a talk back in uh, minnesota and people were so like moved to tears where were you performing in minnesota the northrop center okay we were on their act their physical stage because put the chairs were you in milwaukee we were in minneapolis or sorry minneapolis Yeah. yeah minneapolis is like a great performance center yeah. we were yeah. at um university of minnesota okay <laughs> we were we are at university of minnesota I mean, for, we were we were definitely yeah, okay. we were there. um and it was but that for me was wonderful but i think that speaks more to like i'm and bill likes to work a lot in the round setting of like that the audience can access you um that's nice. In a like, multi-sensory way. Which <laughs> which is such a more favorable word than interdisciplinary. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, I guess technically, yes, because people are doing more than, we're not just dancing, but but it's definitely, yeah. it's, it has more to do with, with being that all of your senses are heightened because you are physically in this space with these people. So I think that dance that does that, you know, the more immersive, the sleep no mores, the third rail then she fells for me that feels exciting in dance because that's capital d dance also theater also audience participation in a different way i'm more interested in that and i would love to see more of that get funding because i think that it provides a really wonderful space for artists to like truly delve in and to explore and to do all this stuff and also for healing and i think that there is still a future for that for that type of dance because Excuse me. I think that that re- <laughs> I think that art like that really speaks to the history of how it is that we have perceived art in this country, and so it's. I don't think that those things should be taken away because I think like 
all of my earliest memories of seeing dance are seeing dance in a theater. Like, think about seeing Nutcracker and what a beautiful, like, it's just meant to be viewed. You know? It, yes. It's just, so I think that there's... But that's a, why I'm saying that it's meant to be viewed because it's meant to be seen as entertainment. Right. And I think that there's still an avenue for that. I just think that as people continue to progress, they're going to be more interested in, in pushing dance to be synonymous with art in a different way than we currently use it. I hope so. I just... I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how much longer I'll be doing this, so I don't know if I'll be a part of that, but I look forward <laughs> to going to see it. You know what I mean? I'm so thankful for the fact that Ohad has revolutionized the dance world to kind of informing every human on this earth to feel welcomed in these spaces that were once exclusive. But even that is different because the original Ohad Naharina Dancers that was based in New York was a dan- was a D capital D dance I company. I know. And, you, and the reason why he started Gaga was because he was hurt and he was looking for healing. Yeah. And going to New World and being told over and over and over again, like, oh, you're not a good dancer. You're not this or you're not that. It's like, that is so detrimental because it's like, anybody can dance. Mm-hmm. And anybody, anybody can, can have anybody can move, and and everybody should have the right mm-hmm. to move. Who is to say what is good and what is not? I understand that there's beautiful four starch. I understand that there's beautiful lines and grandma boss and whatever. However, in a climate that we're living in today, with inclusivity and representation and empathy are at the top of our to do lists. I'm scared that capital D dance will rot and die if they do not start to alter the ways that it can be accessible. Yeah, accessibility is a huge issue in dance. I agree. I completely it's agree. A, you listen, you guys. I mean, dancers are literally eating and breathing and sleeping dance, and it's a forty-five thousand salary a year. And then you have um, that's forty-five is good. That's. Exactly. 45 is more than people make. Exactly. It's so sad to me, you know? Like, I'm not even in that world, but it's so... Being a dancer, it's so sad that I see... I mean, specifically men also, but men who make work with their hands make five times more the amount that a person who works with their body makes. I've been a professional dancer for seven years. This is the... Eighth dance company I've been in. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've gotten a salary and health insurance and benefits. The first time. Oh like the God. the first it's time. It's so backwards. It's Isn't so that crazy? crazy. Everything it's else so has crazy. been weekly pay or like physical therapy is not given to you guys? Like we get we have a um we get a stipend oh each quarter towards like God. a towards body work. Do you have colleagues that are dancing in Europe? I have friends. Yeah, I have friends that dance in Europe. Do they say like that they're like paid well and given health insurance and all these? Things? But it's different because it's a it's a viable job there. Like it's here when you're a dancer, people are like, oh, but what do you really do there? Like if you're like, oh, I'm a dancer, I work at Stotts and Theater, you, whatever. And you know what? I think it's, it's a job. It's a job there because also I think the integration between the capital D dance in Europe and performance art. In the fine art world, it's more integrated. But I will also say, and you know, whatever, people who listen to this might have different opinions. Mm-hmm. I think that the stakes for dance are higher in the U.S. because it feels more, because it's viewed more as a privilege than it is in Europe. In mm-hmm. Europe, because dance is a viable dance option, in my experience of what I've done doing auditions or working there, people treat it like, they treat it like a job. 
they show up and they give what they give and they da da da. Here it's like, if you show up and you give 40%, they will gladly remind you that someone wants your job and they're waiting for a phone call. Okay, so instead of privilege, you mean like competitive. It's a lot more competitive here. Or no, but I mean like it literally feels like you get to be a dancer. Right. That feels like, like a privilege. It like, is a privilege. You get to do this. Whereas like in Europe or in other countries, like they're like, yeah, that's there are a bunch of people. Like you're one of sixty dancers that works at the Stas Theater. Yeah. Whereas here, I'm one of ten dancers in this dance company. Right. Yeah. I know, but isn't it like the audience because it is a more viable job in Europe? Like, don't don't you think the audience is bigger there because they, they can... are well because it's in going to the theater and seeing dance and seeing art and whatever is ingrained in their culture. Culture. It is a yeah. norm. Like most people grow up with access to go to the theater and to see shows in the U.S. If you don't have the money to see a show, you're not getting a ticket. If you don't live somewhere in a town where there are theaters. Like, I mean, when we used to tour with Ailey 2 and we would go to, like, the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. We were like, we drove two hours. I'm like, I'm in the middle of nowhere and you drove two hours to see this show in a high school auditorium. I know. But because they were just like, we don't we don't get any of this where we are. And I'm like, that's wild it's to me. It's wild. Every single person should have access to the arts. Every child should be learning the art. Like, it should just Early be education needs to... People to... should be excited every holiday season. I'm using this as a terrible example, but, like, the holiday tradition of going to see the Nutcracker every year, where some people are like, that feels like such a privilege. Like, that should just be a thing. Mm-hmm. Every year, school should go... Like, remember when we would do Nutcracker mm-hmm. and New World in the school? They would bus all those kids in to come see us. Absolutely. And how... What a wonderful experience to just be like, here's free art. Congrats. I know. I know. Everyone should have access and just to the all way, of that. Just the way that, like, early on education, like, mandates students to fucking buy a plastic recorder. It's the same. We need to start implementing dance. We really dance, need to start theater, implementing any type of body music, composition. Just, yeah. But, you know, what? and I think about this all the time. Like, we have so much body awareness that and people will never have. Like, you know, have you ever touched someone who is so uncomfortable with touch? Unfortunately, yeah. And it's, like, wild. Like, you, you'll, you like, place your hand or something, or you'll hug someone, and I'm like, oh, what is this? I'm like, I hate this. And then they're like, sorry. And I'm just like, I can't imagine being that uncomfortable in my own. You have very little in this world, baby, but you have your body. Like Exactly. I can't, I can't imagine. We're born with it, and we're not even taught to be in it. We're taught to be outside of it. We're you know, like, to take care of it, to understand it. Like, I mean, I feel like being a dad, sometimes I'm like, oh, my organs are feeling a little rough today. People are like, what? Like, if I'm really like, your organs? And I'm like, I yeah. Know. I'm like, I can feel, like, when I drink too much, I can I can feel on my yeah. inside that I'm like, yeah. my liver is swollen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ow. It's so impressive to know that the majority of the humans inhabiting this earth are, their bodies are dormant. Lit- oh my God, yeah. They're Literally, dormant. they're they dormant. Sit on, they sit on a rolly chair. For eight hours a day. Yeah. And, and maybe they work out. So that's their like one like. One hour a day. Thing. Where they could do hit and sweat. But like the majority of the people on this earth probably are more dexterous. Like they probably have better finger coordination than we do. Yeah. But like. My hand eye coordination is trash. <laughs> I'm trash. I can't even braid my hair. When I text. But somebody sometimes I read it and I'm like. I'm like. <laughs> are you good? It's very true. And I'll say being in a relationship with, the, with a dancer. That's something I really love. Is like. Oh. Not even necessarily like, ooh, sexy, like, yes, but also just like, if I'm like, my back hurts, or I'm like, I've been having a back issue for the past, like, little bit, and like, 
when my boyfriend goes to help me or like to massage me or like to whatever, like he'll be wow. like, okay, tell me where. And so I'm like, okay, it's kind of under my scapula. And then he's like, all right, here. And he's like, I roll your shoulder back. Like it's under, because he understands his body, he's able to help right. me. Right. And same when he's like, oh, my quads are the time. All right, let me release them. And I'm able to like really, you know, feed into his muscle and listen to him to be like, okay, that's good. It feels a little tight there. There's like a little less pressure. And you're like, to really help someone oh, to be like, oh my god, god, like you know, it's a connection that's I very different. I need to get different. a dancer boyfriend. It's great. I will say, I, I personally love it. So my last question to you is, what <gasps> my is my last question? Okay. Because <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, but you already know we could sit and talk. Right we could hours. sit and talk about. Yeah. My last question is like, what is, what do you see your your future as a dancer, comma? Your future in the capital D dance, knowing that you have the process of lower lowercase d dance and the future of capital d dance in general i am in a place right now where i'm thinking about this so much mm-hmm. and i i feel like so every time you ask me a question i'm like i don't know i have to get back to you but i'm actually thinking about what it is that i want next mm-hmm. i love my job mm-hmm. and you know it's new i've only been there since the summer, no? Yeah, last time I saw you, I think I had been at work for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So since August. And I've wanted to be in this company for seven years. So it mm-hmm. took me forever to get this job. I love this job. I want to be here for a while. But I, I've been thinking about what it is that I want to use this job to help my... Like, I view every job, and not even as a stepping stone, but as a next step in my journey as an artist. Mm-hmm. And so what do I want this chapter to, to help me do... And I think that I'm really interested in, like, I want to be an, I think I want to be a freelance artist who doesn't ever worry about not working. Who doesn't ever worry about, okay. Right? Take the word freelance out then. But no, but there are people. Okay. There are dancers we know that have bounced, that always work, that are always in projects people they know who are making their own work. Like I know, I have friends that are Okay, so you want to be a consistent freelancer is what you're saying. Yes, like I want, I don't want to show up to auditions anymore. Mm-hmm. I want you someone have to be like, over I'm doing life. a project in Paris for two months and I want you to be in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, amazed. And then when that's over, I know that I have a project in California for three months. And mm-hmm. then I know that I'm making a new work somewhere for two months. And then mm-hmm. I know, like, that's what I want. I want to have autonomy over my life and to do the things, to be stable enough to do the things that I want to do that speak to me where I am in my life and to be able to make work that also speaks to that and to also continue. I really love teaching dance. I truly, I love teaching dance. I think that teaching dance makes me a better dancer. I think that the more that I'm required to break down the things that I'm thinking about or the way that I move or to be able to, to like physically explain in words Mm -hmm. and to help people for me, it only clarifies the things that are important to me more and more. So those are tied in. For me, being a choreographer, I don't know. Like, I'm not like, I'm an amazing choreographer. I'm lucky enough to work as a choreographer. Like, I mean, I just got a new commission recently. Amazing. That I'm starting in two weeks that I'm really excited about. I work a lot with, like, kid with like high school, college-age kids, which I also think I love because I also get the opportunity to teach. So it's like implementing the things that I'm working on as concepts in dance Mm -hmm. and then applying them directly to choreography I really love and so I just like the opportunity to be able to like work through and explore my own shit in that avenue Mm -hmm. and then to be able to 
and I'll use this word. I mean, whatever. I'll say because take. Because that's your process. Yeah. yeah. But I'll say this word to take from young artists and just, and not take to make me better, but to be like, but to be able to give them something and see what it is that they give back. And I'm like, okay, you keep making this choice. Why? And like, well, I feel like, and I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm not shaming you. That's amazing. Like you, you're right. I, I think I shift my weight naturally because I know what's coming next. You're learning. So let's stop. Cut the next move. Here's on this leg. Let's do it on this leg. And working with and molding and being like, ooh, and learning. Like, I learned so much when I watched and these kids. This is why it's so crazy to me to understand the history of Concert D Dance, which is ABT, Martha Grant, blah, blah, blah. It's all like, no, stop shifting your weight on that foot because it's this way. And it's like, but how are you going to tell me that that's forbidden because when my body does that? Because one person did one thing one way, one more time. And that's, that's why dance tickets are $125. Yeah, it is wild. But it's like, so I think that a lot of the future of dance relies on dance education. Yeah. I'm going to also use this moment to say that because a lot right now is surfacing about a lot of the abuse that's happening in the dance world, both sexual, mental, emotional, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just would like to say for anyone who considers yourself a dance educator, your job is to keep children safe. Yeah. And I like I'm on the verge of tears because I've been seeing so much currently and it is truly breaking my heart Mm -hmm. because I know that I have so much, luckily no sexual trauma in the dance world, but I have so much that has really hindered me as growing into the person that I wanted to be. And it is not a job of a teacher to tear children down. And I understand that your job is to discipline and to teach, but your job is to never tear anyone down. What a horrible thing to do to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Truly, I think it's disgusting, especially if you're teaching 13, 14, 15-year-old kids. Yeah. That's like the most volatile stage of their lives. Honestly. That's what you need. A firm hand that is loving, not a firm hand that is trying to do something to you, get something from you. Like, that, shit's dis- that is disgusting yeah. to me. It's disgusting. They would are you children. Say, would you say dance education is also synonymous to movement education? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, movement dance. I think I, I use think the word dance those... because I'm a dancer, but I okay. think movement those education, understanding your body in space in real time and how you move, is it? I think is imperative to everyone. So time, body, space mm-hmm. is dance is movement for you. Okay. All of it. That's what the D word is trying to define. It's what the D word should be. I think that dance and movement should be synonymous. While yes. Dance is a more um, codified and higher caliber of movement often. It is still movement. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's not like, you know, people are like, everyone can be a dancer. I'm like, yeah, not everyone can be a dancer on the caliber that a lot of people are dancers. But also, you didn't, you did not sacrifice. I know. How long have I been doing this? I know. I know. 12, 12. (laughs) 15 years? I had to really do the math. We need to start refining what the caliber is of good performance art just as what good dance is too i also think that removing um the labels of good and bad as well wouldn't hurt because sometimes i've seen shows that they're not that i might be like i didn't like it not to say the show is bad yeah i just didn't like it yeah and that's a valid response so instead of being like ugh, it's terrible i didn't like it Sometimes I've been like, the dancing in this show is bad. Like, from my understanding of this is a capital D dance show, I came here, and under the guise of capital D dance, this is not good dancing. Yeah. I've seen shows like that where I've been like, but I actually enjoyed it. And I've also seen it been like, but uh, that was 45 minutes, and it could have been 10, and like, this is, I think we we should move on. Mm -hmm. 
But at the end of the day, what art is supposed to do is it's supposed to make you doubt and it's supposed to make you question yeah. and it's supposed to make you remember. What do they say? Um, art comforts, art disturbs the comfortable and comforts the disturbed. Oof, love. It's like such and, a weird sentiment, but and, something I love. And Pina Bausch, I don't care the way you move, but it's what moves you. Which, you know. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. I really have to pee. Work. Love you. I love you. Five, six, seven, ten. Uh, uh, we out. The D Word is sponsored by Secretary of State.